There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. All right, guys, so it's, it's St. Patrick's Day. Yo. Yeah. All right. And you know how leprechauns have gold at the end of the rainbow? Mm -hmm. So what would Latinos have at the end of their rainbow? Rachel. Well, the end of my rainbow would have a pot of pot. <laughs> uh, bad Plain and simple. Next. Okay, ra <laughs> okay rainbow light. Light it up. Yeah. No? Rainbow ah. lit. Rainbow lit. Ah. Uh, Mike. Me? Yeah. Well, because we have um, such a thing about platanos and how they are like always a different price and everything, I think it'd be like $2. The pot would be $2 and it'd be unlimited platanos forever. Wow. Ooh. Damn. 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 Um, Frank? Well, um, uh, he was talking to me about leprechauns and the correlation to uh, the rainbow. Yes. Uh, my mother's born on St. Patrick's, so I would definitely have my mother at the end of the rainbow. Okay. That's yeah. a little out of the box, but okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Um, okay. And then, um, well, me, for me, it's, it'll be, um, I think every Latino would have uh, a t one ticket to Mark Anthony at MSG. Because I think every time he's in, he's in Madison Square Garden, everybody posts that shit like it's like a fucking... The Pope the Pope is in town. He's like, mira, Mark Anthony, you got tickets? It's an event, Jamie. Contra la corriente. And finally, our guest, Ellie Jazz. Hi. Hello. I would definitely have a shrimp mofongo at the oh. end of my... Ah. Ah. Delicious rainbow. Good choice. The Latinos out loud podcast. River dancing? Is that what you were doing? It's kind of, yeah, I guess. If okay. you want wow. the more commercial version <laughs> of what is the, the Lord of the Dance. Jig. Yeah. Wow. Well, everybody, Erin Gobra, Liz. I see that. It's kind of cold in here, according to Rachel's shirt. Yep, uh, Why are you looking at our co host's chest? <laughs> I, well, it I don't took know, you like 145 bra, episodes, and you're admitting that you're watching okay, her chest. Stop looking at my tits. Uh, Not me. Not me. <laughs> 
Jamie is. Well, Jamie and I have been bunking together. I guess. They need yes. milk. Moving wow. on, moving on, moving on. Airbnb. <laughs> the Luck of Bunk the Irish bets. episode of Latinos Out Loud. Hi, how are you? I'm one of your hosts, Rachel La Loca. And to my right is Billboard charting musician Ellie Jack. What's so up, boo? What's up? Chilling. Enjoying this nice weather today. Awesome. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> fuck nice fuck global you. warming. <laughs> I like days like this. Yo, relax. Who are you? I don't know who I am. A lot of testosterone. Were you drinking this morning? Uh, just some NyQuil. Are you still on Canadian time? Dayquil. <laughs> Are you still on Canadian time? I'm still on Canadian time, which is the same time as New York time. But yes. yeah. Oh, right. It's just a little faster here, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's Jay Ferns. And uh, what's your name? Uh, I'm Frank Nips. No, you're not. Malo. Uh, Juan Bago. There we go. There we go. AKA Michael Diaz. All right. Awesome. Yep. Okay. So. Here we are. <laughs> I mean, look, we're still like international travelers right now. So yeah. we're maybe a little off this episode. Mm -hmm. We just traveled internationally. Like we had to use our passport to perform comedy. Question. Yeah. Was there a moment... Break the momentum as you always no, do. Go ahead. Was there a moment that you were like, oh my God, maybe they won't let us back in? Yes. Was there like a, that little split yes. second? That, the whole especially time. with Jerry. You know, like right away, you know, you, Jerry, like they're not going to let Jerry in. You know, we did a thorough check ourselves. Every yeah. week at rehearsal, we kept asking, Jerry, you sure you don't have any felonies? Yeah. <laughs> you sure you don't owe any taxes? You, you sure, sure you got you your passport? <laughs> nah, nah, I got it. You're getting it. Nah, yo. I got a resident jersey, but that don't count. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yo, I got a 19. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it was weird that, you know, you, you don't realize you're international until you see the money and the money looks so different. We got cash, we got paid in Canadian cash, but it looks like, you know, we're about to like fucking, you know, buy Park Place or some shit because it kind of looks like Monopoly money a little bit. Ah. You know, did okay. you get that reference? Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Ellie Jazz, our guest, have you ever um, performed in Canada? Yes, I have. And it's super duper cold over there. Like, it forget it. Yeah, no. A beautiful experience. It's so beautiful over there. And people are actually nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is true. Crazy? <laughs> so nice. Even the doorman at our at our Airbnb was like, you're from New York? Oh, Toronto's cleaner and, ni and the people are nicer. He's you should lying. move here. Yeah. He's not lying. Yeah, relax, guy. You know, like we just met. <laughs> move here when <laughs> yeah, no. You <laughs> starting beef already? <laughs> so, Ellie Jazz, tell us what type of artist are you? Mm. Ah, good question. Well, at this point, I feel like I am a diverse artist. I really don't like mm. to put a label on myself. I'm gonna be real. Uh, I feel like since I started when I was 19, a lot of people have tried to do that. Like, oh, you're a bachata artist, right? You're female. And even at the beginning, I remember um, people telling me, oh, they're not gonna, pl never gonna play you on radio. Uh, a lot of people are not going to want to work with you because you're a female. So it's kind of like this has been the whole journey of being that type of uh, person to just like, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to do what I want to do. So that's I'm very stubborn when it comes to my music and the sound that I want. So me growing up in Chelsea, New York, I was able to listen to di different diverse types of music, different genres. So it, it was very natural for me to kind of mix everything together. Mm. Like a sancocho. That's why I like it so much. Wait, Chelsea's like <laughs> so musical. Honestly, it really is. You walk down every single block, everything, everybody's playing something different. You're going to hear yeah. trap. You're going to hear bachata. You're going to hear merengue. You're going to hear salsa. And there's theaters everywhere. I love that. I, lo Chelsea. I love the fact that it's so active. Like, you could go anywhere 
girls. I'm like, no, I'm a city girl. That's that's it. I mm. love it out here. Yeah, I'm a Manhattan girl. Wow. Did you go to LaGuardia High School by Oh, then? my God. You guys want to know that I actually tried out for LaGuardia. Uh, but like a dummy, I tried out for drawing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. Or like, no, I, at that point, this I was like, I want to be an artist. <laughs> They're like, can you draw a song? Cause... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to draw you there. some notes. I'm not going <laughs> to sing it. I'm going to draw the notes. I'm drawing lyrics. For you. I'm drawing no, lyrics. crazy. I was there drawing stick figures. Like, they could, they could uh... let this pass. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure they were beautiful. An artist is an artist is an artist. <laughs> they were, but thank you. <laughs> I tried, though. I was I just tried. wondering. So you, you started in music. Was it something where someone pushed you? Or was it something that you were like, mom, family, I want to get involved? involved in this how, how did you get your start um yeah that's exactly how it happens I kind of uh, started to figure out that music was a type of therapy for me and I just like to do it on my own time it was nothing planned it was just something how that I used to express myself and then I started writing and I was like oh I like this then I started meeting a couple people and um I met the road manager for Prince Royce when I was 17, 18, and he liked my sound, and that's where the whole Watch Out the Pop stuff started, and that was really exciting. I started to use his band. I started to do, I did my first cover um, from Laura Pausini, Mid Maris, and that, oh my that was my God. first song oh. in Bachata ever, wow. so that was really exciting. Yeah. Grammy, multiple Grammy award winning Laura Pausini. I love her. I'm Oh, I've always been a fan of women and men, of course, that have kind of like, you know, a lot of, um, you know, they could do a lot of things with their voice. Very R&B-ish. They have powerful voices. So, yeah. oh, like La India. Uh, uh, no one yeah. of my faves. Yeah. I can't. Flawless. Every song she sings is just so angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yo, like anytime you heard a song from India, like in a, like someone's neighbor, like, oh, she mad. <laughs> yep. Oh, that dude's in trouble. Peleando. Even when she did like freestyle, because it was like, yes. dancing on fire, we're just one dance night. Why are you dancing on fire? Relax. And she would always like, that she sang in English and Spanish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She would always uh. call to the gods. Like, you know, she was angry if she was Yo, yeah. like, yeah, my ya o chung yeah. and everybody. You know what I mean? When you're singing to yes. the gods, that's a good. Literally, yeah. <laughs> So, Elijah, tell us, who do you sing to? Uh, the gods? Um, who do you sing to? Um, I kind of I kind of try to take all my energy. Like, you, you, that's what you need to do. You need to take all the energy that you have and just put it into your song. So, I could be angry. I could be sad. I could be feeling happy at that point. But whatever energy I have, I put it in there. But most of my songs are heartbreak songs. Right. <laughs> Ooh, let's, because of the bachata, let's elaborate. Right? Elaborate. Okay, so, um, one of my songs, Every Little Step, I kind of took a little inspiration from Bobby Brown's Every Little Step Every Little Ooh. Step I take right? yeah. so Jimmy I grew like, up on that I love that yeah. I had that cassette so tape Hello yeah. And I was wow. like You know not what this was, this was about One of my past relationships And I was like You know what I'm still not over this I need to write about this <laughs> I, I mean like, it, it is therapy So yeah It really is It really is And so I was like Nah fuck this I'm gonna actually Oops can I curse <laughs> My bad Of <laughs> course <laughs> you can <laughs> Right I always have to like Cause I'm a potty mouth But anyway Hey Bring it Whoever you are Bring, Bring it. it. Okay, okay. So... Um, I, I really needed to express this because I was like, you know, at this point, uh, you know, like when you just grow out of um, people, you just grow and this person is just still stagnant. And I was like, you know what? I really want to yes. express this um, and just show that I've already evolved as a person. And I, it's just we're not, you know, that chemistry is just gone. Right. So um, every little step was just kind of like. At this point, I don't see myself with you. And it's in Spanish, and I also have it in Spanglish as well. I had to do both, right? Um, 
And it's basically me saying goodbye to that chapter. So I felt like I really needed to release that in 2019. I was like, I need two versions because I want mostly everybody to understand what I'm saying. So the Spanglish version came out as well. And that was my most recent bachata. So so you, according to some stuff in your bio, like you did start out (laughs) writing poetry. Is that correct? So is that, did that help you kind of... Did that help you with your lyrics, kind of stuff that you had written down already? It did. Um, of course, like the structure is a lot different, but I felt like the poetry really made me see what the main um, content was going to be. Like, okay, what is this really about? Mm-hmm. You know, just to kind of get the point across. Like, I think poetry could literally be three lines if you wanted to, yeah. you know? So it's it's very different. But My yeah. poetry is usually like three lines because everybody <laughs> everybody just boos me off stage. I, after like, I can't I finish. Was, yeah. I can't yeah. finish I was, the rest. Could you give us one of your poems? <laughs> what? You know, do it by heart? Oh, yeah. Roses are red. Uh, Roses are red. Girl, you know it's true. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love you. Ah, there we go. You see, that's what happens. I didn't even get three lines out of that. I figured (laughs) it would be a little better. It's not about my poetry. (laughs) Okay, Ellie Jazz, so now you've got this jewelry thing going on. Oh my God, yes. What is this? So... Um, I've always been a fanatic of jewelry altogether, earrings, uh, rings, bracelets, uh, necklaces, all of that jazz, right? So I really wanted to encourage others to, I wanted to encourage mainly women, obviously, like I'm a big advocate for women empowerment, right? But I really wanted, like, eventually I do want, like, that's why I did the first thigh bracelet, like, that's for the men too, it's unisex. I want to start making more unisex pieces, but... Uh, right now, the majority of the pieces are for women, but I really wanted to make people see that you don't need to break the bank to look fly, you know? And I was Word. like, you know what? I really want to make my own jewelry. Like, I'm doing crystal wrapping right now, too. So that's going to be handmade by me. So I'm excited about that. It's just mm, about be, when you're creative, you get to, you create from scratch from with everything, yeah. you know? So that's really exciting. But um, yeah, I have gold pieces. Uh, of course, I have silver plated pieces, which is awesome, too. So statement pieces. So let's say if you're wearing wearing a very simple outfit you wear one of my earrings that you're gonna you're gonna be turning heads regardless that's all you need you can yeah. just be like naked with one of your jewelry pieces <laughs> and that's when wow. you're gonna be like oh okay, my god Rachel. exactly where did because you get the earrings are what matter no that's pretty is amazing. The, is it the same type of creative process as when you're doing the jewelry, the music, and how do they marry each other? Do are like if you're ever creating music, are you like, oh my god, hold on, time out. Your Honor, he's leading the witness. <laughs> time out. I need to create this. You know what? Right I think here. they do go hand in hand because your style is always going to go along with your music or your mm. persona. So it is reflecting who you are as a person. You know, the, I have um, these earrings that are called divine rings, which are perfect to wear for work. But you can also wear them out if you really want to, and then really loud earrings where they're very colorful and they're very sparkly and all that so you, we have earrings for every type of person you know if you want to be you know low key you have that if you want to be loud you definitely have that too yo let's talk about the crystals real quick Ooh, um, because you know we're Latinas <laughs> I believe in the power of crystals I'm glad you do it's okay. energy yes it is amethyst team amethyst yeah, you um, be sleeping like a baby don't you because <laughs> I need to I need to because yeah, I, I only get a few hours so when I get oh, yeah. it I want it to be deep put that under so, your pillow pause um <laughs> So crystals, how do you develop like a custom crystal for people based on that? Or like, how does it work? With I mean, the crystals? you could necessarily you could do that. Um, let's say if you want to attract money, you could have a citrine and it could be smaller, big piece. You know, so that's one of my favorites, of course. And I love the fact that the color, it's like it's a little beautiful. art. It's beautiful. It's so yeah. beautiful. Um, one of my other favorites. I'm actually wearing one right now. This one's for protection. Ooh, let me it's see. a black um, obsidian. Yo, you can fuck somebody 
up. Oh, but that's why I have it because I'm small. This ladies out there listening to this episode, you do know why statement rings are important, right? Yeah. <laughs> because if somebody fucks with you, you got brass knuckles on exactly. automatically. <laughs> okay, y'all. Look, so we have this. Check it out. We have this newsletter. We, this is why we have the newsletter because you're gonna see the ring that Rachel is wearing right now. It's on my now. middle finger. Somebody take a picture. Wow. Wow. Get the picture of her. The ring on her middle finger. It's, so like, it's gonna be iconic. No, I'm not gonna give you the finger in the newsletter. So, so what does that? So what does that do besides beating people up? Oh, so besides beating people up, you can use it for protection. So Ooh. this is really cool to protect your aura. So let's say to ah. just kind of. You know, pa'fuera. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, so malo, pa'fuera. So, like, if the alcuco, if the alcuco's in my bedroom, right? I just, it takes him out. Pa'fuera. 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 Yeah. Like, if you're a networking party and you see somebody and you don't feel it, they're like, pa'fuera. Throw it at their forehead, right here in the third eye. Oh, yo. Block the, oh my God. Kidding. I'm kidding. No, but yeah, every stone has its own purpose. Yeah, my purpose in college was like if oh. we were going to a party. I see this. I know where this is going. <laughs> if we were, I know dead ass. Like if we were going to a party and my homegirls would always cause trouble. Like I would, <laughs> I'd rock like fifteen rings. I only got ten fingers. You have to, especially when you're little. Because like you gotta be like, ready. Yeah, you gotta be ready, <laughs> and that's part of you it. You have to because there's a lot of envy out there, and plus you could basically deter it away from you, or you just gotta be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like Shira power. <laughs> oh wow! Ellie, we do not condone violence. And he's having a good time, yo. She's having a good time, yo. We yeah. recently had a good time at an event. Let's discuss you oh and your God. photo shoot on the polka dot steps, Ooh. girl. You, did you see me try to climb those steps? You I, look good. My right leg. It was like I worked out one leg. It was so Yo, crazy. We didn't want to interrupt you. Like we were like, was like a whole really photo into shoot. I was like, oh no, shoot, they so. left. Yeah. You got like you brought in lights on the staircase. I'm like, you could do that? The <laughs> They're like, no, we don't need the lights at the step to repeat. We need it over there in the steps. We got Bring them over there. Full flood I think I took my best friend's picture Ellie. like 20 times. I was like, that's not the shot. Okay, let's do it again. I was like, are we here? <sighs> How is Mabel? She's doing amazing. We're going to LA next month. Shout out to Mabel who yeah. works at Maybelline. Maybe. Maybe. If Maybe you could believe Maybelline. that. Wait, what? If you, yeah. you could nah. believe that. Wow. Take that. That was an easy With a interview. Side of something. <laughs> Yeah, Th that was simple. It was like um, I was made Mabel. for this. <laughs> maybe it's Mabel. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe oh. she's born with that. Maybe Mabel. it's Mabel. <laughs> she was born with the name. Exactly. <laughs> she's born with the name. Exactly. <laughs> well, shout out to her doing big maids. Love you, the beauty world. So, what are you doing in LA? Sorry, I'm sorry. This is one on one time. Shout out to my girl Ava, who works at Avon. So. <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, okay, my bad. No, she doesn't. Okay. So yeah, we're actually going. Okay, it's gonna be a work work thing over there because one of my my friends out there, she also has a magazine. So I'm doing the cover so that's awesome excuse me hello I'll, I'll you're be gonna be on the cover of a magazine of a magazine it's wearing a, it's a what new, it's a new or magazine wearing oh what? they're they're gonna be hooking me up um there's actually a hat that i wore on my social media called keith and james that hat is so fire i was like oh my god yeah you just need to get me all of the colors there's one in pink and yellow i was like the first thing that i thought when i saw the yellow i was like oh shun of course i love that oh, yeah it looks so good the exact god the spiritual god right? rachel's gonna want a, a hat too because rachel for the last two three months yeah i mean it's a hat i don't know what it is but like i lost weight i think i lost head weight wow. because all of a sudden hats are fitting me <laughs> like wow. i'm going to these stores i'm like hats never fit my head so wow. i think i lost so head circumference huh? Yeah. When Mike loses weight, he loses brain weight. I don't oh. know. If that's <laughs> oh. 
Buster? He looked at him like, <laughs> did you workshop that <laughs> joke? The side I Jamie you had a nice audience to workshop. Shit yeah. yeah. It's like, why wow, you lost a lot of weight, but also hours. some IQ points, Mike. Anywho. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, we got you got distracted. Where were we now? I'm on this hat tip too because it's like female empowerment. Like mm. men wear mm. hats all the time. You know, formal events, informal events. I'm like, why can't I? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere so over the rainbow. <laughs> why can't I? And why can't we have bigger pockets for women? Ooh. Ooh. I need bigger pockets, oh, right? Like my cell phone I don't have a, just, just one lip gloss that I want to fit in my little pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie Jazz. So true. Ellie Jazz, look, you're a very creative woman. I think you should create these jeans. I think I think so too. I think so. I would rock that's actually Ellie Jazz my, jeans. That's on my list. I'm getting a sewing machine and everything. <laughs> Ellie Jazz jeans? Yes. It sounds like a, like a jazz jean jazz company. Jeans. Yeah, Jazz jeans. jeans. Ellie jeans. Ellie jeans. And then you put crystals in them too? Um, oh, it's what for the crystal crystals. you get when you buy Are you a, a pair? fucking genius yes. or something? And then for Rachel, like a big, big pocket in the back where you can put the hat. When you don't need your hat. Oh, yeah. That, you can just rock that in the pocket? back. A hat pocket. It may look weird, pocket. but... Earrings I mean, it is what it is. Uh, maybe earrings that have pockets? Earrings Ooh. that have pockets. Yes. Hoop earrings with pockets. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Hoop earrings with pockets. Yes. Low key. I do That's know people dope. that will buy that. Yes. <laughs> Rachel, you can put, that was a tip you put all your marijuana inside the pockets. What there. marijuana are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. The pot. About. The what? It'll, it'll be hoop pot earrings. The pot that you the pot you had to throw out before we went into Canada. To be quite honest, yo, to dead ass, like some of the hoops I wear weigh like I have like a, a sink in them. Like they weigh my earlobe down. You ever have those oh earrings God, that you, yes. you could feel the lobe growing inside? Like, wow. You could feel it drooping. I'm not a fan of heavy earrings. That's why I always try to make mine lightweight but some of them just Ooh, have to be shameless plug yeah no have to have to but um Go yeah I'm, I'm trying to keep my <laughs> no nah, I don't want them to come down here you know like, <laughs> yo a lot of women gotta get another hole piercing because they lost the lobe that's they it lost what the lobe. Wow. <laughs> shout out to Lisa Lobe <laughs> Who is like all over Amazon Alexa, by the yeah. way? Yeah. Everything is. She found by her Lisa market. Loeb. Like, another song by Lisa Loeb? I didn't even know she had an album out. On Amazon, it's there. I just know her one song. Okay. She sings all the children's songs on Amazon Alexa. It's like oh The wow. Itsy Bitsy Spider by Lisa Loeb. Oh, shit. What? Yo, she's banking, though. She got the market. She sure is. Go ahead, Lisa Loeb. Right. Speaking of music. So you said you've been in the music industry since you were 19 yes how have you evolved and how has the industry changed mm. since you first started mm. oh man I mean the industry for it to change I feel like you have to change so I think what changed about my experience anyway from when I was a child I've always had people kind of um, family um, to be specific that have backed me up especially when it came to contracts especially when it came to which gigs that I want to take and which managers to choose it's really hard because you don't know who has your best interests at heart you know um, I had to deal with a lot of you know shadiness but I think everybody does you know I think that becomes a normal part of the journey and you start to realize that it's about how well you can work with the situations that you're given you know yeah. and uh, 
at this point, I feel like I've evolved where it's knowing that not everybody's going to like you. Totally fine. Um, not everybody's going to fuck with your music. That's mm. totally fine. Mm. You know, and not everybody's going to see your vision. But there are people out there that do. And those are the people that those are the people that you want to reach out to. You know, so it's not worrying about what every, anybody else thinks about what you're doing. But it's a, how you feel about what you're doing. It's and it's energy. funny. It's funny because the perception is like it's 2020. Mm-hmm. The industry is involved. But look at Megan Stallion a couple of weeks ago oh, where her. she made seven million but she only got paid fifteen thousand dollars wow. and it's like people Read would assume wow. that this day and age it doesn't happen anymore it still happens to this day yeah. by the way it's uh that guy that owns the label is one of jamie's favorite baseball player carl crawford of the red sox remember he used to play for the red sox and the rangers jamie how could you do this <laughs> well, I, I hate this why are you calling that label. out no that's his boy he started a label and he t- tried to take advantage of megan Stanley. No, who tries no. to do that you didn't call Anyways. him and tell but are you really surprised? It? You know what I it's, mean? You're, you can't be even surprised. You got to put the matter into your own hands and just know the business. Read those books. Uh, educate yourselves. Yeah. Mm. And so you can kind of avoid that. And that's why, like, um, there was an event that I did not too long ago, maybe like a month ago. And there were these younger acts that were there. And then after everything was over, they would hit me up throughout the week. Like, oh, yeah, what are your, what's your advice about the songwriting? What's your advice about this? And I'm like, yo, I love this because I think I'm in the right position to actually tell them, like, hey, don't do this, but you can do this. You know, I'm genuinely trying to help the younger acts that are coming up too because wow. I want everybody to win. Like, you shouldn't be greedy because there's a place for everybody, you know? Did you have any uh, mentors uh, coming up? Because you're, what you're saying mentors. is that you like to be kind of a sort of a mentor. Did you have someone yeah. that you kind of were following their example um, or gave you advice at the be, right time? I think the advice that I got at the right time was basically from my family. My mom was my main mentor because she was the one that, you know, would remind me like, hey, keep you, you have integrity, you have dignity. There's ways that you can do business that you don't have to be, you know, doing things that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. It's about. Um, can I talk end- to her? Can we? Uh- <laughs> yeah, let's speak. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> Rachel, what are you doing in the living room with my crystals and my mom? <laughs> Who invited you? <laughs> they're just like you're covered there's a circle of stones around yeah. them and they're just well, why we're just having <laughs> that type of thing it runs in the family we're very spiritual people which is awesome and I think uh, to be honest to God um, that really has helped my journey because I there was a point where I really had to kind of just go on a hiatus and figure myself out and that's needed for everybody it's kind of like okay what do I really want to do it and why am I doing it your mm. respect on that of course because mental you. health is like the number one thing and I think a 100%. lot of times that's why musicians deal with a lot because they feel like they're they're in the world and they can't get out but sometimes yeah. the best thing to do is put the brakes relax find yourself and then get back involved yeah in reassess it. like okay who am i surrounding myself with what type of energy are they giving me is it more of like a like a leecher energy like am i being drained of my energy and you feel it but sometimes yes. we ignore that and do not ignore your intuition please don't because i have a question listen to yourself your mm-hmm. dream house or apartment would it be like a whole <coughs> like room of a crystal that like people come in and if they, <laughs> you know, like um, would it be hundred percent? Although it would be a little bit more gothic too. I ah. I really like the black curtains. I like you know having statement pieces around that. Like let's say I could have my red couch. It would be very zen ish, I guess. <laughs> um, speaking of zen ish, uh, the energy that I'm getting from you right now is that. Perhaps maybe you should sing us out of this interview. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Or draw. Or draw something. Or draw something. 
your choice. Your, Draw, drawing your voice, studio. Drawing your voice, studio. your choice. Right There's a Two. podcast. I don't right. know if drawing would really be okay. that great of a For the idea. newsletter. For the newsletter. <laughs> if you could draw something for our newsletter, that would be really yeah, nice. Yeah, just to have it. <laughs> yeah, stick figures <laughs> of file. us. I don't mind. <laughs> we'll just need it on file. Yeah. <laughs> would you mind? I know this is impromptu, but any no, jazz? No, all good. So I'll just sing a little bit from Este Amor. That's one of the recent songs that I have out, which is awesome. So, And also that's actually featuring my boy Loops. He's actually going to be producing my whole album, my English album. That's going to be coming out in the summer. So I'm excited. Yay! Go Loops! Yeah. Go Loops! Go Loops! <laughs> okay. Este amor sigue entre tus venas y hoy te mata de pena. Este amor... There you go. Wow. I mean, Ellie Jazz, people, one time, yo. <laughs> Jess, thank you so thank much. Thank you. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity and the awesome vibes. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. Okay, so you can find me on my social media. Everything is at the real Ellie Jazz, as if there's a fake one. And then and my jewelry, maybe. <laughs> right? maybe. And my jewelry is flourishbyelliejazz.com. And we're actually going to be giving away a piece of your jewelry. Wow. Well, on actually, we're going to be giving away a collection. A whole what? collection? Wait, what? Are you kidding me? Yes, sir. We're going to be giving out a collection, so a y'all collection? could really vibe out on this. So, yes. all right, <laughs> you will get instructions on how to win this collection on our Instagram page at we. We are Latinos Out Loud. Woo! Check it out. Yeah. Excited. Your chances of winning are pretty darn good. All right, so make sure you check it out at We Are Latinos Out Loud. All right, everybody, it is time now to interview somebody's, because there's more than one somebody. Amazing. Woo. So we would like to introduce, calling in the creators of the amazing, amazing show Hentified, wow. Marvin Lemus and Linda Yvette Chavez. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being hola. on the podcast. Hola, 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 hey. Listen, it's so amazing to have you guys. We know you're a little busy. I mean, what's going on in your lives right now? It's it's really exciting. You you're 
you're everywhere. You're talking on shows. You're on social. The the actors are everywhere. You're in Times Square. Like it's such a wonderful thing to be seeing. How does it feel on your end? Oh my gosh, it's been a while. I think Marvin and I have just been like trying to soak it all in and not forget where we come from. <laughs> We're like stop getting a big head and all these black cars driving no. around town. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm fully. My manager's already calling me Billboard Marvin. Like it's like all going right to my head. I'm, I'm fully embracing my bougie side. I, uh, um, nah, man. I'm, I'm forgetting everything. I'm forgetting. Not just kidding. No, it's been a crazy. It's been a crazy month. I mean, it's just wild. It's it, you know what it is. It's that it's been four years. We did this all based on a digital series, and we never got to release the digital series. So. After four years, finally getting to release it and to see people's reactions, it's like it feels so good, and we're just savoring it all, like every moment of it, because oh God, it's so, amazing. Yeah, so validating. I think we've been getting so many messages from so many people about seeing themselves in the show. They're seeing their families in the show, just really reflecting back to us, like all the stuff that we just like really wanted to achieve with the show and and show little brown boys and girls that they can see themselves on television and and be proud of themselves like that. I mean, money can't even buy that. We feel so good. Can you tell our listeners that may have not seen the show yet pretty much a little synopsis of what the show is about? Yeah, absolutely. So Hentified follows the Morales family in East LA and Boyle Heights. Um, and they're a family trying to save their taqueria, their taco shop, their grandfather's taco shop from gentrification um, and or hentification, which is the act of upwardly mobile Latinos trying to come into their neighborhood and, and revamp it so that they can maintain their businesses. But in the process, you know, folks are coming in, outsiders are coming in and displacing the very people that they love and hold dear. So it's about all that. And it's also a comedy. So there's jokes. And we talk a lot about identity. Like for us, we're both first-gen kids, children of immigrants. Both of our parents came here and documented. And um, we both grew up low-income. And so that ex- this very specific experience was so important to us to put into a story and to show the way that we live our lives and, and the way that we function and we support each other, don't support each other, and our, our, our identity between borders and and what that means to be Mexican-American or Mexican-Guatemalan-American as Marvin is. Um, so, yeah, that's the show. I love that the show... First of all, anybody can enjoy it. It's just a great characters, great story, the just uh, the the environment. Um, but I also like that the character Pop is, mostly speaks Spanish, and so was that something that Netflix or whoever the you know kind of pushed back from? Were they like, do we really need him to speak Spanish here? I mean, you know what I mean? Um, or was that something that they kind of like embraced from the get go? No, I mean we that was. Um, how we did the digital series. Like, we made it fully bilingual. There was even, like, the digital series was, like, anthological. Um, and so, like, each episode was a different character. So there was a couple episodes that were almost all in Spanish. And so I think um, anybody that was interested in the show knew that that was a part of the, like, kind of package. Um, and for us, it was so important. I mean, that's why we went with Netflix, because they had already done it with stuff like Narcos and uh, some other shows. And so what we wanted was uh, we wanted to be somewhere where we were going to be able to keep that intact, because... We are bilingual. We move through our world bilingually. Like, we wanted to showcase that because, I mean, I'm sure you guys can relate. Like, every time there's a Latino project or Hollywood makes something that's supposed to be, quote, unquote, for Latinos, the Spanglish and the Spanish is never right. It never sounds real. It never sounds like how we talk at home. And so that was something that was super important to us that we were trying to, like, 
just get it right and to do something and that means that sometimes there's characters there's people that only ever speak in spanish so like in the show like we do at home or i do especially you know my mom speaks to me in spanish and i speak to her in english and we're having one conversation in two languages uh but with like my grandma who doesn't speak english i speak to her in spanish because you know she that's the only way she's going to understand me and so we wanted to be able to move through the world that way and and not have it be something that was catering uh, to a, a non-Spanish speaking audience in a sense, you know, we were like, nah, you're going to read some subtitles. Like it's okay. <laughs> you know, like that's it. you'll survive. It's still a good story. Um, Hey guys, it's Rachel. Hi. Um, a lot of our listeners give us feedback and that, wow, they, they never knew that this career path even existed. You know, they go to school for one thing, but sometimes they're inspired to take that energy and, and redirect it someplace else. That's sort of not um, typical for our, our old school Latino parents to understand like us sketch comedians here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. But can you explain to those listeners what, how, how did you become creators of a television show? Sounds like a basic question. No, it's not a basic question. Cause it's actually, we kind of had a little bit of a fairy tale kind of rise to the top. I mean, we both have like very long um, careers in, uh, so we both went to film school. I went to SC. Marvin went to Art Institute. Art Institute, yeah. Um, and then we both um, did a lot of many years of different types of work for myself. I did documentary. I worked at KCT, different things like that. And then we both ended up working in digital, in the digital world, short form content. And we were doing a lot of, like, narrative series, and we're doing sketches and, and one-offs and really doing the whole start-to-finish production process from pre-production all the way to post. Like, we, we both have done, like, every part of the puzzle, like, editing and producing and directing, and we've just learned how to do the entirety of a project. And in the process, you know, when we came up against doing this digital series, we were like, all right, let's put it all into this, this, this story, um, this situation. And that ended up, because that series felt so much like a TV show network called Macro, Macro Studios, who was our first financier and our family, and they really believed in us and supported the project all the way through the end. Well, up to, will continue to support us. Um, they called them and were like, hey, so this is a TV show, right? And, and they were like, yeah, sure, sure it is. And, and they were like, Marvin, Linda, y'all need to start writing a pitch. Um, so we did, and in the process, ended up selling the show, but it's, it's really, creators are basically the, if you think about a feature film and a director who holds the entire vision of a project, that's what TV show creators are. They, sh- they hold the entire vision of a project from start to finish. They make sure that the language is right. They make sure that the props are, are correct. They hire all the production heads. They produce, they write, they create the entire world and the characters and and start, start, lay the foundation for it and then keep that vision intact from start to finish. And, like, I think both of us, because we've done every part of the process, like, it just came, and we're both natural leaders. You know, we're both, like, Latinos, so we grew up with our parents, like, you just take take the reins and you go. So we were both natural leaders and, and hardworking, and, and we knew every part of the puzzle. And so when we came into this very, like, you know, somewhat fairy tale um, rise to the top, it ended up being very natural for us to kind of take it on. But a lot of people spend many, many years trying to become creators of a TV show. There's usually, there's a very traditional way of doing it, which is like in a writer's room, working your way up. Um, we Ours was non-traditional, but, you know, we both are very non-traditional type of people. So we're all good with that. And, and that's, that's kind of how we became creators. I don't know. Do you have anything to add, Marvin? No, I mean, I think the thing about digital, uh, us cutting our teeth in digital is that it just kind of taught us 
we, you know, we didn't wait for permission. It taught us to not wait for permission and to just kind of go. We were able to, uh, and it gave us the confidence to tell our stories in a way that, you know, that we needed to tell it versus trying to do it in a way that might please somebody else. It was like, no, this is the thing that I want to see and I'm going to do it and take that risk. Um, and I think that's, uh, uh, um, what the indie, I mean, no budget life taught us that it, it was like, you know, there's no money, but we were able to like learn how to take risks and, and be as creative as we could. And so I think that that's a big part of how we got here. I don't know if that answered your question though. I'm like, I, I think that's, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> it did. My question to you two first, I want to say thank you for the Chris character because of somebody that grew up in Connecticut as a Latino and then moved to New York. Um, I was very gringo. And I felt that that character I related so much to and, and Carlos did an amazing job. What was your inspiration? Where did you guys get that character to, to put in that show? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where did we get that from, Marvin? Uh, yeah, Chris is very much based on me. Linda likes to call him the made-for-TV Marvin. Um, and I mean, it's just, I mean, it's down to the point, like I, I lived in Idaho for a couple of years when I was a kid. My dad still lives up there. I have a little a half brother that grew up his whole life out in, in Idaho, um, which is where all that shit comes from. Um, and I mean, I was there for two years and I was like in the third and fourth grade and those two years traumatized the fuck out of me because it was the whitest place I'd ever lived. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, and is where I became aware, like very painfully aware of my otherness. Um, and of, of, you know, my parents wanted me to chase that American dream and become a, a American and to assimilate. And I think that, but then when I moved back to Bakersfield, I, I was less Mexican, you know, so and that was like a, a, a struggle with my identity that I had my entire life. And, um, and so we, I, we wanted to make sure to put that in there because especially when it comes to gentrification and the issue around the American dream, like it was just this thing that, we wanted to explore it from these different spectrums of like the American dream is a very individualistic, very, you know, do whatever you got to do. Like don't ever let anything get in your way. You got to chase your dream. But that's like the complete opposite of what we're taught by our culture and by our parents of like family being first. And I think you see that with the cousins that they're, you know, Chris and Eric, especially are at extreme ends of that. Um, and Anna's somewhere in the middle where she's like, you know, very family first, but she wants a little bit of that. Like, how do I get a little bit of what Chris does? And so they're all kind of challenging each other and learning from each other and realizing that there's like they, that, the, you know, being on these extreme ends of it isn't going to, you know, there's cons to it. Like you can't just live on one end of it. Like you got to find that balance or for us, the question that we try to pose is like, can you find that balance? Um, like, you know, is it possible and what do you have to compromise in order to find that balance? Um, was the big kind of theme that we really want to explore. And I think that that's why we, Chris is, uh, our, our whitewashed made for TV Marvin that, um, has to learn how to, you know, prioritize family, uh, and make room for them in, in the, uh, in, in his American dream. So you two guys, you two are, um, are inspirations now to a lot of, of people coming up. So I, I was curious to know who were kind of your inspirations while you were, when you were coming up. Well, first of all, hold on, let me like, uh, you know, I don't know why, who started cutting onions in here, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Linda, who are your let it out. Let it yeah, out. This I was going to say, like, oh, my heart. <laughs> this my is heart the forum. Got a little, my heart got all warm and fuzzy. We can promote this, you know, anytime there's tears uh, on the show. Yes. Um, I, my inspirations, I guess, growing up, uh, you know, growing up, there weren't a lot of people 
who I can look to other than, like, my family, right? Like, a lot of the, the personality and voice and characters in the series, like, for me, come from my tias and my abuela, like, sitting in my abuelita's converted garage, living room, playing records, Juan Gabriel records, and listening to them all chismear, but they were some of the greatest storytellers I had ever come across. So me being a storyteller really comes from hearing my tias and my, my mama Fina tell stories. And I also always talk about how the funniest people I know are my tias and my grandma and my mama. Like, they're freaking hilarious, and that's where my comedy comes from and my way of being. Um, but as an adult, I um, the first time that I found myself in any type of artistic material was Sheree Moraga, who is this Chicana queer playwright um, who did this play called Giving Up the Ghost. And it was the first time I read something that I felt like, whoa, like, you can write about your people. Like, I saw my family in it. I saw my community in it. I never really saw anything on TV or film that really did that for me in terms of community. Of course, there's a lot of material that I'm a fan of that I loved growing up that, like, is by white people. That You know, there's a lot of stuff like that. But in terms of, like, what I'm doing now, what inspired me to go down this path, it was definitely her. And, um, you know, then from there, other people like Toni Morrison and Audre Lorde and a lot of black women, a lot of black artists and, a lot of Chicana artists and all of those people, you know, taught me how to tell the stories of my people. And, like, that's, yeah. that's what launched me. So that they're my inspiration. Yeah, for me, it's Judd Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I like him, too. I like him, too. I like him, too. No, I, I mean, though, similarly, I mean, I grew up, uh, I mean, I've been a film and comedy nerd my whole life. And, you know, I was obsessed with stand-up, like, from a young age, watching Fresh Prince. And, uh, and then, but when I first saw George Lopez, yeah, I, I flipped out. I mean, like, I was like, holy shit, he's making jokes about burnt tortillas. Like, I'd never seen that before. I was like, that shit, I get that. My white friends don't get that joke. Like, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, George Lopez really opened that shit up for me to be able to come into, I was like, oh, I can do this thing. I can be a comedian. I can be a storyteller. And for me, my obsession being, like, you know, the Coen brothers and Scorsese and, uh, um, and Spike Lee. And I was like, well, how do I make movies that are, like, the American cinema but make them as funny as Seth Rogen movies, as Judd Apatow movies, as Chappelle? Like, trying to blend those worlds, of those influences, um, has been the goal. And I think that definitely what we were, for me, was trying always to achieve in the show and in all my work. Um, and I think that those are all the the little influences that I pull in from the different worlds that, you know, that I, I had my, you know, one foot in different worlds uh, my whole life. And I think that I'm finally coming to a place where I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I, this is who I am. I'm, I'm all of these things and I'm going to funnel all of it into, you know, my work. Well, thank you so much. I mean, Linda and Marvin, what you guys, it, you're doing spectacular stuff that, as Jamie mentioned, is inspiring us and hopefully opening the door to more content like this because we want to continue to see ourselves on television. It's about damn time. So thank you for that. And also a huge oh, shout out. Thank you so much. Another huge shout out to former guests of the Latinos Out Loud podcast, Julissa Calderon and Carlos Santos, for killing it in the show. We love them and we love what you're oh doing. Oh my God, they're the fucking best, aren't they? <laughs> aren't they? I mean, come on. You've got to listen to the episodes of our podcast. Ignore them. Please listen to the episodes of the podcast with For them sure. on there. Thank you. Wait, oh my God, wait. I got to put Carlos oh on blast God. real quick. Are you ready? I'm so sorry to do this to him, but please. we 
Always cool. do it. Listen to this. This is juicy. <laughs> this is juicy. Okay. We recorded the episode of the podcast with Carlos like the first day he was shooting on Hentified and he cried with us. Mm. He cried with oh, us. Oh, no. My God. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to go back and listen to it. I had no idea. He got so, we That's all got beautiful. emotional. We all got emotional because we fucking love Carlos. We've been fans of and friends of his since he lived in New York. And to see him winning oh, feels amazing. so good. Aw, we love him so much too. I know. He's like, I feel like he's like my brother. Yeah. Aww. He really is. We get along too hard, you know? The, the nerdy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a bromance going on over here. I gotta be honest. Like, let's just be real. Linda's over here making fun of me, making smoochy faces. Uh, I, that's beautiful. Like, you know, whatever, it's fine. I wish we were together in person. Like, honestly, if we were together in person, we'd pro- you and Jamie would probably have a comedy nerd battle of some sort. Because when you said that... You oh, my so God. Violent. No, next time we're in New York, we'd love to be in person. We'd love to do it there. I know we were trying to while we were in town for a couple of days. It didn't work out, but... But para la próxima, we're going to make it happen. Yes. Oh, para la próxima. And Marvin and Linda, we just want to let you know, Rachel and I want to play cousins of Jalissa's character in season two, <laughs> where we're coming from Dominican <laughs> Republic. We want to start a hookah store it. in Boyle Heights. Yes. Yeah. There's no hookah in Boyle Heights, and we want to bring that in. Uh, I don't know how the creative process works, but we're ready for you for season yeah. two. Yeah, I could be her half-Jewish, half-Dominican well, cousin. you <laughs> yes, we're gonna bring all the Dominicans out out here to visit. To well, a family reunion episode. It would be great. Oh my god, that would be that really would be amazing. Funny, actually, that would be a- that's a really fun idea. I like that. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, so I do have to have a, I do have one favor. I have one favor to ask though. Um, I I need to ask all your listeners to follow Linda and I on the gram and on the twitters. Uh, it's mine is at El Marvin Lemus E L Marvin Lemus everywhere and Linda's. You go. <laughs> I'm at Linda Yvette Chavez on Instagram and Linda Yvette on the Twitters. Yes. Okay, can you guys do that? Can you put that? You keep that in for us, okay? Absolutely. Please. I need this. He's <laughs> <laughs> such, such a social media whore. <laughs> You're on it. We are on it, and we thank you for your time and everything that you're doing out there. Mazel tov, buena suerte, palante. Uh, gracias. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Gracias. We love y'all. We love y'all. Thank you so much. Can't wait to meet in person. Likewise. Yes. Cuídense. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Have a great night, guys. Make sure you check out the next episode on Thursday. Woo! And on that note, we out. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? ¡Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. 
toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Estas son las historias del último episodio. Te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? También te traemos la historia de un lugar en el mundo donde los perros son azules. Hay un niño de 7 años de edad que sospecha ser culpable de una de las cosas más terribles que le ha pasado a la humanidad. Una familia en la zona rural de Colombia investiga la desaparición de animales de su granja. Cuando averiguan la respuesta, casi pierden sus vidas. Acuérdate que de estas cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Suscríbete hoy en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. Tremenda Vaina Podcast. Tremenda Vaina 